Emily, I know this is this is probably not what we usually do on Wines and Dolls, but I feel like you and I both need to cheers right now and just chug the rest of the wine that's in the glass, okay? okay. Let's just do it. Just wait, don't even ask questions. Wait. One, two, three, cheers. Chug. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a devil on time drop. You beat me. I always beat you. Oh, no, you had less in there. You've been drinking. Uh, uh, You've been getting ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, 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 good. And then you're going to chug your topo. Mm-hmm. I, I debated giving that to you because last time we recorded, you kept burping every time I tried to talk. Do you remember that? Ugh. It was only when I was trying to whine, to be fair. <laughs> you could I, have made your whine about how much I burped that you. I, I did. did you? I did make my whine about... Literally, my wine, my wine changed after because you burped in the middle of my wine. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's just finish this bottle. Yep. Go for it. Let's split it between me and you. Don't give me all of it because... Well, you're the one who has to drive. Like, I like rosé. Because, because this is the first time Chelsea's been back over this year Yeah. to record. I think since... I don't remember the last time we were in person. It's been a hot second. It's been a, it's been a hot second, a hot minute, a hot hour, a hot, a hot year. Hot mess. We just skipped months. Hey, hey, right now, the day that we're recording on is Groundhog Day. It's literally two days before we release this because we don't wait till last minute. Oh, no, we, we absolutely do. We wait till almost last minute. You know, and that's part of what my wine is going to be today. <laughs> hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you drinking? Right now, I'm drinking whatever beautiful rose you just poured in my glass. Bon terra. It is from our friend Stevie who uh, we were a part of her developmental read for her screenplay. You mean Bontera? What? Oh, it's called Bontera. Bontera. Oh, my God. I was like, no, I mean Stevie. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just being an asshole. Uh, it is, a, it it is a vintage 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Thank you, Stevie. Thanks, Stevie. I, um, <laughs> hey, Chelsea. Hey, wait, Emily. Are you drinking the same thing? I am drinking okay, the same thing. Okay, we don't thing. need to do that okay. then. <laughs> Unless you want to. <laughs> I'm also drinking Topo Chico with lime and iodine. Oh, that's weird. What does the iodine do? I have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid. Well, it's an autoimmune disorder that attacks right. my thyroid. And part of that is having issues with like hormones being released. And so I was told once, I'm talking out my ass right now, that iodine helps because we have some sort of uh deficiency in it okay having a thyroid problem that's what i was told so i don't know i got iodine just to see how i felt and sometimes when i don't take it i'm having a really pissy day hey chelsea emily what are you whining about oh lord what did i say i was gonna whine about i don't fucking know i said something just a second ago when we were recording no i don't remember there's a lot to whine about right now um, waiting till last minute. Oh, you know, I think I I'm feeling this in all portions of my life right now, but I, I, we're in Texas. We're recording in Texas. It's a state of mind. <laughs> yeah. You can say that again. It's a state of mind. Thank you for saying that again and following directions. <laughs> I appreciate it. Everything really should not be opening up or I don't really know how to proceed here, but things are opening and work is picking up and the depression kitty likes to sit on my chest sometimes. It's starting to weigh on me how many 
things are coming up and how little I've prepared. So there's that. (laughs) And I see that in other people too right now. And it's like, I feel y'all, I feel y'all and I feel inadequate too with y'all. So (sighs) here we go. Life. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What are you whining about today? That's a very good question. What did I say I was going to whine about? Why are you... I almost spit my topo out when you... I love that when I give you a topo, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to stop giving you things that sparkle. You can't do that. That's all I drink. That's literally how I get (laughs) I'm not going to give you any more glitter. I'm not going to give you any new shiny things. You have glitter on your eyelid, by the way. I always have glitter on my eyelid. I know you do, because you do the ghost tours. Anyway, what, what what are you whining about, Emily? What am I whining about? <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. It never ends. It doesn't. I'm whining. It's, I mean, you know what? I'm going to sparkle wine. I'm going to hang on okay. to my sparkles. I appreciate that. I want to sparkle wine that Chelsea did not burp during my wine today. Oh, you got to have a better wine than that. I'm Come also on. going to sparkle wine. It's kind of a bitter sparkle. Bitter sparkles. Um, that my improv class ended on Wednesday. Aww. And I'm very sad about it. But my, as I said... My sparkle one. Um, I passed, so which means I can sign up for the next class, Yay. and I'm halfway through my UCB training. Yay. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. almost done. I didn't know you have to pass. It's like a mm-hmm. you get to pass, and I <laughs> had like a two hour conversation about how I got a B, which is what everyone gets. And I'm like, what do I have to do to get an A? Hey Chelsea, <laughs> I love you, Emily. Hi Emily. Hey Chelsea. Hey Emily. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the marvelous Wonderettes. Why, Chelsea? Because this month we are covering jukebox musicals. Jukebox musicals. Jukebox hero. Yes, it is February. Welcome to February. You might have noticed yes. we did not have a listener episode come out Monday. We did not. You know, we've been busy, y'all. Busy, and um, I'm going to be totally honest, y'all been slacking on Sunday Stories. Mm. Um, to the point where I'm not going to say it's your fault, but we're moving to every other month in listener story. Sorry. You know, Cheney cannot support our listener stories by herself. Cheney and, and, Lauren, and Lauren and Noah yeah. cannot support it by themselves. <laughs> and Victoria. Victoria has been sending us to. Thank you guys. But if we didn't get to your listener story, we we apologize. We'll get it, we'll get to it next month. We do appreciate when you send them in. We're still going to give you shit for not sending in more. Um, <laughs> it is much easier if you send them in via the form that we have on winesanddolls.com or on our Instagram. You can see our link tree. We have a form for filling out the filling out the form. Filling out the form. You can go fill out the form and tell us tell us any of your theater stories. We love to hear them. Go tell your friends to tell us your theater stories or we even broadened it. What are you whining about? Yeah, we love to hear that. If you had a shit day, if you had a shit day, I want to hear about it. Absolutely. I want to hear about your shit. I'm really excited about this episode because we have a special connection here. We Ooh. we know a lot of the people who were in this show originally on so Off Broadway understudies, and uh, we've talked with people who've helped develop some of the characters. And the Houston um, premiere, actually, of one of his shows, of one of his Wonderette series shows, premiered here in Houston with a lot of our friends, and so. We have common connections with the composer of this show, Roger Bean, and we reached out to him on Facebook just on a whim, and he wrote back. And he's such a sweet person. He's the composer of The Marvelous Wonderettes, and he gave us a video, actually a little five-minute video here that I'm going to play, and we're going to all listen to. We're going to enjoy. 
Hello, Chelsea. Hello, Emily. This is Roger Bean. I'm the writer and creator of The Marvelous Wonderettes and the many different sequels of The Marvelous Wonderettes. Uh, thanks for having me. I'll tell you, uh, my inspiration for writing The Marvelous Wonderettes, uh, it was my mother. Aww. Uh, I had just written my very first show for Milwaukee Repertory Theater, and uh, uh, it was a big hit. And so on opening night, they said, what else are you going to write? And I went, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Uh, I went home for Christmas and visited my, my uh, family. And my mom had just been going through some old papers and old books, you know, old memorabilia. And I saw this really long picture of her high school class and other pictures of her dressed up in like a cheerleading outfit. And, and I had no idea that my mom had been a cheerleader. I was like, what, 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 this is all new. And she said, no, 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 She wasn't a cheerleader. She was a song leader. It was very different. And I looked closer and of course, the skirts all had big notes on them. And so they had cheerleaders at their school. She grew up in California. They had cheerleaders and they had song leaders. So the song leaders led the crowds in the actual songs. Uh, the cheerleaders did the chants and cheered on the team. And then they sang the songs along with it and they led the songs. Uh, so anyway, that fascinated me. And I thought, oh, well, isn't that, there's, there's gotta be something there. And, and you know, going down memory lane with my mom, she also, she was a singer and she always sang around the house. And, uh, but she had become my mother and that's what she was to me. She had, she didn't take a job out of the house. So she was a housewife, I suppose is what the term is. Uh, and so I always wondered, well, what would have happened if she had continued to sing? Because she sang with with uh, friends in school and talent shows and things like that, and then you know that avenue wasn't open to her. She didn't think that that was a real thing, so that's kind of where the inspiration came from. I saw her dressed up like a song leader, and then wondered what would become of her if what 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 if her friends had become a singing group and they had gone on to do something else. And so that's kind of how the whole thing turned into what it turned into. Sorry, that was a very long answer for a very no, short question. That's a good question. It's a good answer. <laughs> uh, uh, I just love him. My, my uh, favorite moment, I suppose, my sparkling wine for the marvelous Wonderettes would be opening night in New York. Uh, it, you know, I wrote the show beginning in 1999, and we didn't make it to New York until 2008. Uh, and you'd think that for such a small, simple show, it would be easier and simpler. Uh, but, it, you know, it's, it's a long road to get yourself to, to New York. Uh, and uh, uh, w the music rights, we had music rights that came and went. Uh, we had producers that came and went uh, and eventually found the right set of people uh, at the right time. We had uh, we opened in 2006 in New, in uh, Los Angeles and ran for over a year and a half, and so that's when after we ran for like three months and we said there's no end in sight, you know I had told the producer well I really want to go to New York because I used to live in New York and that was where that's where I wanted the show to to go so that we could 
record a cast album. I thought, oh, I didn't want to do that before we went to New York and kind of imprinted itself. And so uh, the exciting thing was, of course, right before we decided to sign the lease for New York, uh, the West Side Theater, which was one of my favorite off-Broadway theaters, became available. And we jumped on it and we went. And so we opened in that jewel box of a theater, uh, ran for a year and a half there. But opening night was pretty magical. Uh, I have some memories. I believe there was a lot of wine and sparkling other things so I don't really remember it all but really good memories uh, so thanks for having me uh, everyone should do the Wonderettes Challenge because it's a lot of fun okay thanks bye yay, yay. oh my god Roger Bean uh, the man the man himself the legend Lord, that's so exciting. I'm he's, he's just so, he's such he's so he's so kind. I've said it before. I'm You'll gonna say, say it, again. it again. He's a fucking delight. He's a fucking delight. I love you, Roger Bean. I would love to have him on the show. Like, come on the show and talk to us. I would I just want to pick his brain. This is your uh formal invitation, Roger. Yes, Roger yes. Bean. Come wine with us. Come wine with us on the show. It's so funny that you say that opening night. I'm speaking to Roger right now because he's mm -hmm. listening to us he clearly. Um, that opening night is his favorite night because, as it turns out, one of the wonder studies sent me a picture of opening night literally <gasps> today. Really? So, yes, yeah, so I just op I just opened it up for Chelsea. Opening oh, night of the Marvelous Lauren. Wonderettes, September 14th, 2008. Lauren Pasterick. It's actually both of the wonder studies. Lauren Pasterick and Melissa Robinette. Not were adorable. The swings and the understudies for that for the original cast. Thank you, Lauren. Yes, oh, Lauren's six feet that. tall. Lauren. Yeah, yeah she's I'll so pull cute. It. You know, I see her as as all of the characters. I that's it's probably she why was she. she I'm, well, yeah, as, yeah. A, as a wonder. Was it Wonder Study? Wonder Study. <laughs> She's beautiful. Roger was saying in his video, he's got a little competition going on right now, and I need to find out exactly where you go for that. He's asking you to pick one song from the Wonderettes, which is a jukebox musical of 50s and 60s music. If you don't listen to 50s and 60s, where have you been? Like, I realized <laughs> I was born in the wrong decade here because I love, love all the songs from Wonderettes. I've seen almost all the all the Wonderette shows at stages, and I love them because they're all the music I grew up with. This is what my parents had me listening to when I was little. He's asking you to pick one song from the Wonderettes and sing and record yourself separately as all four characters and send it in, and you can win notoriety as the winner of the Wonderettes Challenge. It's the Marvelous Wonderettes Challenge video. You hashtag Wonderettes Challenge with a little trophy sign. Hashtag Stage Rights LA. Hashtag Marvelous Wonder Wonderettes Stage Rights. Stage Rights is the company that owns the rights to Marvelous Wonderettes. StageRights.com slash the dash Wonderettes dash challenge. And if you record yourself... Oh, it's so much fun. You can record yourself as all four characters, put your voice and your, your cutesy little dances together in a video and send it in, ha use all the proper hashtags, and you can win a prize. I can't wait to do You Don't Own Me. Marvelous Wonderettes. This is the first in the iteration of the Wonderettes musicals. It's kind of like nonsense in the world of like iterations, I feel like. Yeah. They just kept, 
that he kept writing more and yeah, more and more. <laughs> absolutely. And I want to explain first, if you don't know what a jukebox musical is, I kind of made up my own definition. A jukebox me- musical, which is a reference to the jukeboxes that would play popular tunes in diners and restaurants back in the 50s and 60s, is a musical written around popular music that is already in existence. And the the plot of the show is actually driven by the music, not so much by the... All of us. <laughs> we don't have to explain it. They know. They she know. Found, she, she found her uh, her pigeon. Though. Lord, so. Oliver. So a jukebox musical. We we move the story through the music that is popular that people love instead of the story and then music is written. So the music drives the show, not necessarily the the not the plot, the plot. or the talking. It's, but it's there the music. are some very well done musicals that are jukebox musicals there are you know it's it's not just like oh my god i know this song blah 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 it's a song <laughs> there are some great musicals there are some absolute including marvelous wonderettes that drives the show forward um <laughs> with the the awesome music there's a spice girls musical apparently there's <gasps> elvis musical there's abba mama mia y'all know mama mia that's abba music jukebox there's alanis morissette jukebox musical called jagged little pill which we should totally talk about someday it's someday. up for it's up for a tony a few tonys this year in 2021 uh there are a ton out there there's a green day musical we all know yeah that was my first hate. broadway musical that i ever saw Wait, we've stupid. heard we've heard your stupid yep, yep <laughs> we know how you feel about that one it was just not i mm, ah. but there are a ton of jukebox musicals out there that are driven by the music Oh my gosh, there's a 90s one. Um, that's I love that you're intention. like, oh my gosh, the next one and this one. It's I'm funny. Sorry. So some jukebox musicals, they are around like one one artist, like Mamma Mia with ABBA or right. uh, We Will Rock You with Queen. But some of them are just themes. They're just like, yeah. Oh, like Lazarus is all... Um, David Bowie. David Bowie, yeah. but like Cruel Intentions. We all know the story of Cruel Intentions. It's, Do we? Have you never seen... Okay, okay, wait, hold on. Add it to the list. <sighs> okay, you cruel, know, I, I cruel represent intentions. the actual millennials, hold not on. the elder ones. Hold on. Cruel Intentions is a 90s movie that you need to watch. Anyway, the, the music around it is 90s music. It's all music from the 90s because the show itself came out in the 90s. So they put all this 90s music around it. That's what a jukebox musical is. So the, let's get into some background on The Marvelous Wonderettes. It's a jukebox musical comedy with book by Roger Bean. We love him. In 1998, Roger Bean was asked to write a new musical for their intimate black box space in the Stackner Cabaret in Milwaukee. Bean suggested a musical about high school song leaders, as we heard from his video about his mom. His mom. Based on his mom. Um, high school song leaders from the 50s and 60s, best friends singing at the prom for their for their best friends and their boyfriends. And actually, Susie's, Susie's boyfriend runs the lights in the Ew. show. We don't ever see Susie's boyfriend in the no, show. No, we do not. We just get the, like, the lights come up and down and they, they play with the lights a little bit whenever <laughs> she references him. The Marvelous Wonderettes was born in 1999. It has been played off-Broadway at the Westside Theater in New York. The show, which uses pop songs from the 1950s and 60s as a vehicle to tell its story, pays homage to the high school song leader squads of the 50s. Vocal arrangements and music direction were by Brian, William Baker, and Roger Bean. Choreography was by Janet Miller. 
The show was written and directed by Roger Bean, and the creative team included Michael Carnahan on sets, Bobby Pierce, wigs and costumes, Jeremy Pivnik on lights, and Cricket S. Myers on sound. That's a cool name. Did Cricket. you pull, just not to call you out or anything, but was that like a direct yes. copy and paste from Wikipedia? Yes, because you know what? It was a dramatic read of Wikipedia. It was a dramatic read of Wikipedia because there's not a whole lot written on this. And I want there to be more information about this show because it's actually really cute. I had to text a friend of mine, Christina Stroop, to get some more information about stuff coming up. The original off-Broadway cast included Beth Malone as Betty Jean, Victoria Matlock as Cindy Lou, Farrah Alvin as Missy, and Betts Malone as Susie. We also know Lauren Pasterick was a wonder study a wonder study and melissa robinette yes was the other wonder study our wonder studies we the, know, do you know where we know beth malone from real fast where do we know beth malone she is uh she won i think a tony for fun home oh you know what that's a show i need to really listen mm-hmm. to i have it on my ipod and it pops up every time i plug in my phone to my that's a janine to show it is yeah. yes how confusing would it be to have a Bets malone and a beth malone in your cast Oh my God! I right? just realized there's like a looking Beth at it, a Malone, Beth Malone and a and Betts. a Betts Malone. Lord, they have God one, one letter difference. I will just call them by their stage names, which is what I end up doing as a director anyway. Because <laughs> you I can't don't. even call them like Malone. No, I'm just gonna be like mm, Betty Jean and Susie. Get over to stage left. Get your asses out over yeah. stage left. The musical opened on September 14th, 2008, at Westside Theater in New York. Our good friend, Jenna Lee Green, Green. played Cindy Lou in the revival. I love her. I know. I love her, too. If you're in Houston, uh, this is not from Wikipedia. (laughs) I (laughs) I mean, they are on Wikipedia, but yes. If you're in Houston, you know Cindy Lou from stages as performed by the talented and lovely Holland Favreau. I mean, you probably know everyone. You know everyone. You know Chelsea it. McCurdy. You know Rachel Logue. You know uh, Christina Stroop. Christina Stroop. Uh, that was the original cast that I saw. My ex was uh, a drummer in the show, so I got free uh, tickets. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know oh, it's yeah. like sold out. When I moved here, it was playing when I moved here. Yeah, it was sold out. It was. It's a good show. It's fun. And like I said, I was the person in the audience singing along with all the, you know, 70-year-olds, <laughs> 60-year-olds. Everybody was singing along. That's one of those musicals that's like pleasing to all of the old people because they love the music. They love hearing the music that they grew up with. Oh, these cute young Look, folk when who are singing, dancing. When queen. I'm 60 years old, I'm going to be watching Cruel Intentions going, oh my God, I remember oh, this music. I'll still be shaking my ass at 60. I don't know what you're talking I'll about. I'll shake my ass on stage with you. So you're already like that. I'm already like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. So Roger Bean actually wrote three follow-up shows to the Wonderettes and premiered slash workshopped one of them in Houston. And this is what I got. I got this information from Christina today. Woo-hoo. Thank you for being my liaison, Christina. And also being like last minute talented as fuck and last and all that yeah thank you for giving us all this information last minute uh in the show dream on which is a another version of the wonderettes it's just uh, furthering the story into the future we get a little bit of 70s music it's dream great on. the original cast recording also was recorded with this houston cast uh, and the singers in the band and my you know, everybody who was in it, I think Christina Stroop and Rachel and Holland and Chelsea. Well, you about to say your ex. And my ex <laughs> are all on the original cast album of Dream On. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's Ooh. pretty cool. Uh, and, you know, 
with the the show is written with four people and they never really leave the stage. And so yeah. with, with limited backstage space, Roger Bean needed to write the script in which the actors could remain on stage throughout most of it. And they actually, they play with the audience a little bit. It's super fun. Thus, the original one-act version of The Marvelous Wonderettes came to be. And throughout the years, it's grown from a uh, its smaller one-act format to its current fully realized two-act version. Woohoo! Woohoo! And in 2001, the show headed back to Milwaukee Rep for an extended run and played at several other theaters around the country. In 2006, Bean met producing partner David Elzer, who, along with Peter Schneider, helped to create a fantastic... Fantastic! Fantastic from Chicago. From Chicago. In Los Angeles. But this is a fantastic Los Angeles production of the show, which ran at the El Portal theater for two years it was el portal <laughs> which ran at the el portal it ran, it ran at the, the el portal theater. i'm gonna keep all this please get get that accent out a little bit more el um, portal <laughs> the el portal theater for two years and received ovation nominations and awards awards their words the marvelous wonderettes opened at the west side theater in new york on september 14th 2008 and it ran until january 3rd 2010 oh my gosh feels like 2010 was just like yesterday and then i remember it's oh not. that was 11 that, years ago <laughs> that was 11 years 2010 <sighs> i was graduating college 2010 i was a junior in high school kill me <laughs> i'm just gonna start talking chelsea oh my god emily do you know what i love coffee i f- fucking love coffee even though when i texted you earlier i was like do you want coffee you're like no i only well, like good coffee look I don't know what good coffee is until I try it. Okay. Well, I tried coffee over cardio. Uh, This female-owned company offers high-quality coffees and creamers with no sugar added. It is gluten-free and keto-friendly. And you can get ground coffee, hydration supplements, and creamers. And again, with no sugar added. Right now, I'm actually drinking Workflow. It is their highly caffeinated coffee. Yeah, it is good. It is very good. I've been drinking it all afternoon. Well, you wondered why I was so hype earlier. It's because I've been drinking Workflow Highly Caffeinated Coffee. So that's why you're in such a bouncy good mood right now. Yes. Okay, it's this coffee. Okay. It smells it great. It does smell though. good. It smells really good. Yes, but you too can get Coffee Over Cardio at coffeeovercardio.com and use promo code 10 dolls. Yes, it does sound like a brothel. <laughs> 10 dolls. That's one zero D-O-L-L-S. Ten dolls, just like a brothel, it will save you ten percent off. It's so funny, but yes, you can use promo code ten dolls to get ten percent off your first oh at all your orders at coffeeovercardio.com. Cheers. All right, I remember nothing. Excite being excited about this show. I want you, Emily, to take me through it though. Okay, I'm ready for um, it. Are you? Because um, as it turns out. <laughs> there are hardly any bootlegs out there for me to uh, not watch. I was able to kind of realize that, oh, the album does it all for you. It really does. It really does. This is one of those musicals that has a couple of lines here and there, but to to tie in the reason these these songs are together in this story. We open up on a stage that has a little sign in the middle and it's this like we open up on a stage of a stage that has four microphones and a sign that says marvelous dreams above it Mm -hmm. this is the stage 
for the four girls in the little singing group called the Marvelous Wonderettes. The story starts with an announcer who is the school's principal, Principal Varney, welcoming the class of 1958 to their super senior prom at Springfield High School. Just like how The Simpsons is all in Springfield. But you don't know which Springfield. It's, yeah, it's the most general Springfield field in the entire world. That's yeah. the most general city you can have. That's the wine that is talking. Oh, my. So Springfield High School, super senior prom. When I first heard super senior prom, I thought they meant like, like it was elderly people. <laughs> They're like super seniors. And then I realized what they <laughs> meant. <laughs> but it was actual oh like high God. school seniors. And they introduce, and the principal introduces the night's entertainment, which will be the marvelous wonderettes. The lights come up and the girls come out to sing Mr. Sandman, which everyone knows. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. But they sing a very different remixed version of it. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. I'm really impressed by all of the vocal arrangements that happen mm-hmm. in this show, so kudos, kudos. Mr. Sandman's already a hard song to sing. Yeah. Made famous by the Cordettes. Mr. Salmon. Yeah? That's Richie. Hi, honey. Give him a- Each of the girls have a respective color. They're all in their own rockabilly dress in respective colors. So Missy, she is in tangerine. Susie is in blue. Cindy Lou is in pink. And Betty Jean is in green. So during Mr. Sandman... It becomes apparent that Susie is dating the guy who is up running the lights and has brought him to prom. And his name is Richie Stevens. Because in the middle of the song, she goes, hi, honey. Hi, honey. I love at one point um, they're singing like, I'm so alone. Mr. Sandman is a really tight harmony song. It's sung a cappella usually. And so in the middle, I think it is Cindy Lou. She goes, breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Breathe. We all breathe together. (laughs) The song ends and the girls introduce themselves. And after they introduce themselves, the girls begin their second song of the evening because they introduce themselves as the prom's entertainment at the super prom, super senior prom. And their next song is Lollipop. where they go and get some lollipops and they're singing their cute little lollipop song and it transitions straight into the song Sugar Time. Which lollipop is also the Cordettes. Oh, it is? Fun fact. And what about Sugar Time? The McGuire Sisters. Perfect. So Sugar Time made famous by the McGuire Sisters. McGuire Sisters. There's That's the wine. That's how you say that There's word. There's the wine. Lolly, lolly, lollipop. So this, as we're going to find out, this musical is very much like, move on to the next song, move on to the next song. There is stuff that's happening. There's character. There's world building that happens. But they like, they definitely move from one song to the next pretty quick. So like lollipop transitions to sugar time. Notice that their lollipops are sugar and then we go into sugar time, but they're different composers. Mm -hmm. I call him lollipop, lollipop, lollipop. After that 
little mashup ends. The girls show off the cheer that won them third place at the stale song leaders competition. So Roger Bean talked about how he was, his mom was a song leader. And so they too are song leaders and they won third at the song leader competition. And it's called the chipmunk cheer. We're the team in town and feet. We're the rodents you can't be. Chipmunk, chipmunk, flip your little tail. After the song ends, they show off their cheer and the chipmunk cheer, and they thank the teacher who leads their team, which is Mr. Lee. So that's their teacher. When Betty Jean runs off to put their trophy that they showed off back in the school trophy case, Sydney Lou takes the opportunity to steal Betty Jean's song, and she sings Allegheny Moon. Allegheny Moon, we need your us find romance tonight. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. She's like, oh, so they're supposed to be best friends, but she's like, oh, bye. Go on. Take as much time as you want. I'm going to steal your song, bitch. <laughs> but Betty Jean returns to find that she has been duped. And so she tries to ruin Cindy Lou's performance by like pushing her out of the way so that she doesn't have a microphone. But Cindy Lou... She recovers and kills it. After Allegheny Moon ends, Susie and Missy explain to the prom goers, which, um, aha, breaks the fourth wall. They are talking to the audience members. Yes. Chelsea's favorite. Like, talk to me, talk I to love, me. I love fourth wall breaking. <laughs> Do it. So they talk to the prom goers about the events which led them to being the evening entertainment for the prom. So it turns out that the Boys Glee Club were actually supposed to perform. Oh. But the lead singer, Billy Ray Patton, was suspended from school for smoking. <gasps> How dare he? I know. Which ah. they're like, tobacco can kill and make you ill. Oh my God, they're so cute. They're so cute. We're so innocent and cute. So Mr. Lee called the Marvelous Wanderettes to take their place. They go on to talk about like every single person in that glee club and everything terrible that they did. And they were like, oh, Cindy Lou, oh, Susie. And they just kept like interrupting them. <laughs> and then they kept going. Oh my God, I love this show. So the girls announced that the theme of the prom is Marvelous Dreams, which is a nice little segu into the melody. All I have to do is dream and dream lover. Dream, dream, dream. Dream lover. Dream lover. I want to dream lover so I don't have to dream alone. I don't know that song. That's because you didn't grow up on the good music. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. I think it's it's not Temptations, is it? Oh, my God. Not Dream Liver. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want a, uh, what is it called? True crime story to pop up. Uh, Bobby Darren. Dream Bobby lover. Darren. Bobby Darren. I want to Dream lover, so I don't have to be alone. Missy then announces the nominees for that year's prom queen. Ooh. And the prom queen, I've never heard of this happening, but it was very odd. The prom queen will get to choose her king after they win the vote. Oh. I'm like, I would be prom queen purely to choose who I get to dance with. That's you know, kind of... 
That's so, like very, adv- not advanced. What's the word I'm looking for? Advance for women's rights. It's advanced for women's rights, like but it's it. also still like consent. I like that. I don't know. I feel like. Thank you, Roger. I, it still, I, I, it, it shocks me, but it's fine. She gets to choose. I know, but I mean, when's if she's a crazy stalker human? Uh, <laughs> she's not. So as it turns out, all four marvelous wanderettes. I almost said Marvelettes. All four Marvelous Wonderettes are nominated to be prom queen. That won't cause any uh, drama among them, I'm oh, sure. Oh, not at all, I'm sure. But they're also nominated alongside Judy Carter, who is a girl that we find out is in their homeroom. And they just kind of point her out like, in the oh, audience. <laughs> They'll find Judy one person. Judy Carter! Yeah. <laughs> and of course, if they point at you, you'd be like, yes, take me on stage. But don't <laughs> worry, she will never come. Yeah. At that point, it's time for the dream catcher, which will determine the order in which the girls will sing their solos. So Susie is selected to go first, and she's super giggly and excited. Um, And Susie announces that her song is for her prom date, Richie, and then begins to sing the song, Stupid Cupid, Stop Picking on Me. Stupid Cupid, you're a real mean guy. I'd like to clip your wings so you can't fly. After Stupid Cupid ends, Susie takes her bow, and Betty Jean goes next, who sings Lipstick on Your Collar. When he left me all alone at the record hall, told me you were going out for a soda pop. Oh no, why did she sing that? Well, she's she discovers that her boyfriend Johnny has been cheating on her with Cindy Lou. <gasps> That's what the audience discovers. So I think Betty Jean had an idea. This is also Connie Francis, by the way. Hey, Connie Francis. Wait a minute. Lipstick. Yeah. So Sydney Lou, the bitch who tried to steal her song earlier, I'm pretty sure. <gasps> yeah. Sydney Lou tried to steal Allegheny Moon and her man. Oh, you know what? I think I had some of the names mixed up. Mm-hmm. Susie is the cutesy one. Yeah. Susie's cute. The one that Holland played. Okay. And Cindy Lou is the one that Rachel played. Cindy Lou, I'm finding out, is kind of is kind of a bitch. Cindy Lou is just kind of. I mean, I mean, she's she, Cindy Lou who. Everyone just assumes she's cute. They is okay. I I'm under, I'm remembering these characters now. I'm apologizing now. I'm catching up. Yeah, <laughs> welcome you. back. Welcome Thank back. you. I'm back. Okay, so yeah, that's right. Cindy Lou and Betty Jean have like, they have shit throughout all four of the shows. Okay, but they're still best friends. They're still besties. <laughs> Yeah. But Sydney Lou has been cheating, or Johnny, her boyfriend, Betty Jean's boyfriend, has been cheating on Betty Jean with Sydney Lou. So it's double names, ma'am. So a confrontation actually breaks out between the two girls, which Susie has to break up. And she urges Betty Jean to just calm down and continue with the performance. It's okay, Betty Jean. Your man can kiss whoever he wants. Mm. That's not actually what she says, but. Sydney Lou is up next, and she sings the song Lucky Lips. When I was just a little girl with long and silky curls, my mama told me, honey, you've got more than other girls. At which point, Betty Jean starts to uh, mock her in the background. Oh, and no. And tr- attempts to uh, thwart Sydney Lou. But once again, 
Sydney Lou, she she is graceful at all accounts. Roger wrote her as a very graceful character who was able to recover from all of her taunting, from Betty Jean's taunting. Yeah. So at that point, all this drama has been taking place, and the only one left to sing is the character we keep forgetting about, which is Missy. And I love this song. And she sings the song, Secret, Secret Love. Love. You know, this song was in a musical that I absolutely love called Calamity Jane that my my sister and I love to watch. It's an old musical. I've heard of that. I bet Buried Broadway has covered it. I hope so. It's one of my favorite, favorite musicals. It's so good. But she announces after her song that she does have a secret love, and it's with their teacher, Mr. Lee. <laughs> the girl's song leader, leader. And he is chosen from the audience at the top of the show. He is, yes. Yeah. And they they And they bring him they up on stage. They, they bring him up him. on stage and the girls serenade him with the songs Mr. Lee, Born Too Late, and Teacher's Pet. One, two, three, hey! Look at Mr. Lee! Oh. guy who they brought on stage when i saw it that night was so uncomfortable perfect it was great and also like i feel like all of our friends who were in that show kind of thrive on the people's uncomfortability 100 percent. we love that that's great (laughs) they're like oh you're uncomfortable (laughs) 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 so they return mr lee to his seat and an announcement is made over the loudspeaker that it's time for the talent portion of prom queen of the prom queen competition. Oh my! So Missy comes up and explains um, that in order to keep things moving along, the rules committee has decided that all the girls will perform their talents simultaneously and only have thirty seconds to do it. Oh no! So remember, Judy Car- Carter is a yes. member of the mo- audience, yes. and oh, Judy Carter is supposed to have a talent, but don't worry. Don't, don't worry. worry. Don't worry. Man, this I wine. Can't talk. This wine. Don't worry. Judy Carter actually has been excused from the talent portion because <gasps> of a doctor's appointment. Oh my God. During the prom. <laughs> Come on. Can you imagine being like Chelsea and like, oh, I'm Judy Carter. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And they're I'm like, ready. oh, you're at a doctor's appointment. You're like, fuck. <sighs> but I have to, I could rip this stage apart. Okay, fine. I'll fine, I'm at a doctor's just, appointment. Stay, fine. I'm, yes, at doctor's appointment. Fine. The girls stay true to the script. (laughs) The girls end up scrambling to set up their talents. So Cindy Lou has uh, decided to show off a myriad of poses. I love that. I learned that word from Heather's The Musical. Myriad? Myriad. Really? Mm -hmm. Myriad. Nice. Heather Chandler says that. Missy sings her best notes over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me, I'll sing like the low E over and over and over again. Susie uses a lemon twist while blowing a giant bubble uh, with her gum. And Betty Jean rushes to set up her fire baton routine. Oh, damn, Betty Jean. Yeah, but as it turns out, the buzzer goes off before she has time to light it. Oh, Rats. I want to see fire on stage. I want to see fire on stage. I mean, things are about to blow up, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. 
So now it's time that everyone gets to vote for prom queen. So the audience take out ballots, <gasps> which are included right. in their playbill. And they circle their choice for queen as the girls wander around the theater collecting the completed ballots. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Oh, my gosh. So you got to you got to vote. I did. Yeah, you got to yeah. vote. And when the ballots are collected, they are given to the girls' French teacher, Miss McPherson. And it's another uh, audience member, right? To count them. I think so. It is. It's I think another they just, audience like, member. Give it to someone. It is another audience member. Like, they pull her on stage and they sit like her down in a chair. Me, though, because no, I re- yeah. as the ballots are being tallied, the girls sing the melody sincerely and good night, sweet sweetheart, good night. Which is the moon glows. Sincerely. Oh, oh, oh yes. Yeah. But at the end of the song, it's announced that Susie has been voted prom queen. Yes. Okay. So, so here's, your votes don't count. Here's what I remember from the show. Okay. Your votes don't count. Yeah. They find an audience member, call her the French teacher, put her in a, a table on stage with a little chair, and she's supposed to count the votes, quote unquote. And then at the she doesn't. They just like throw all these votes at her, and mm-hmm. they're just all over the stage. And... At the end, it's Susie that wins. So it's never a choose your own adventure. It's a Susie wins. Susie wins. So vote for whoever you want, Cute but Susie's going to win. Susie. Yeah. So Susie has won prom queen. Sydney Lou, though, that bitch, <laughs> she expected to win. She did, yeah. She did not. And she did not. So she is now distraught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't win. I'm not the prettiest. <laughs> but Betty Jean, she's like, uh, you know that, that phrase, Shannon Friday. Yeah, and no, Betty Jean's like real excited about this. She's super excited that Cindy Lou lost. <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't need a win. But as long as Cindy Lou did not. And well, I would be mad, too, if uh, my best friend like made out with my boyfriend. Yeah. Jeez. And then it's pissy that she didn't win. Yeah. Prom queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Susie is so surprised that she actually chokes on her <gasps> gum. Little Susie! She's fine. But Missy announces that it's time for Susie to pick her prom king. Oh, my God. Aww. So the girls ask her three questions. And through the questions, uh, the audience discovers that through Susie's answers, she is picking no one other than her prom date. Richie Stevens. Of course. Who's up in the lights. Of course. And so since she won, she gets to sing a spotlight song, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me. Song by Mel Carter. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. When you do, I know that you will miss me, miss me. If we ever say adieu, so kiss me. This song swells and yay and the end until and it swells at the end, particularly when the girls join in. So, of course, they have to have the quartet and the girls gather around to congratulate Susie, except for Cindy Lou, who reaches out to touch the crown as the light fades into intermission. So we we end here a little rough. Right? Yeah, it's like, well, of course, it's intermission. You want people to come back. You want them to come back. It's not a happy ending, but we're we're not coming back to the prom in Act 2, right? Oh, just you wait. Oh, just you wait. Kenzie? Whoops. What? I think we're in the wrong podcast, Kate. What? How do you know? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not our audience. 
Well, I mean, they could be if they went over and listened to us on the I Can't Stop Thinking About podcast. You mean the podcast about all the things we can't stop thinking about, like Dragon Age, Steven Spielberg, Avatar The Last Airbender, and much, much more? I mean, I wouldn't have said it like it was an infomercial, but yeah, that one. It is available on all platforms, after all. That is very convenient. Well, we should uh, probably get back to our own show, shouldn't we? Probably. It was nice to meet you all anyway. Yeah, cheers. You know, we would have been there already if you just asked for directions like I told you to. Oh my god, what are you, my mom? So act two begins with Principal Varney. He's welcoming everybody back to Springfield High School for their 10-year reunion. Yeah. So this is 1968 now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and oh, that's right. Their outfits are different. Yeah, they're a little different. 68. They're a little bit more go-go. We're getting mm-hmm. there anyways. It's like the second or the closing number of Hairspray. Yeah. The Marvelous Wonderettes are back to entertain everyone for the night. How cute. And so they begin their set with Heat Wave. It's like a heat wave. That's Martha and the Vandellas. Whenever I'm with Something Heatwave begins to play, and Cindy Lou, Betty Jean, and Missy all appear to sing. That's only three girls, though. What happened to the four? I know what happened to the four. Susie is missing. (laughs) She's missing. The girl who won prom queen is missing. Hmm, I wonder what happened to her. Um, And when she finally enters, we discover as the audience, or I guess the reunion goers now, that she is pregnant. Like really pregnant. Pregnant, pregnant, pregnant. She pregnant. So after the song, there's a brief re- reintroduction of the girls. Like, we're the Marvelous Wonderettes. We were here for prom. And the girls seeing Mr. Sandman once again in tribute to their prom performance. And I'll tell you, throughout the whole show, they do this little chipmunk cheer. It's really cute. It's like a clapping and there's like no band involved. And they like end with kind of thing it's really cute it's so th- chelsea's dream it's my dream i love I it love chipmunks love chipmunks so richie remember richie stevens the light guy i do well that is now Susie's husband oh my god it's, ma- it's amazing how time flies 10 years later and he is back running the lights <laughs> i want to make sure it's <laughs> exactly flash the same and they flash and up and down. down but it becomes apparent that they have run into some um not so great times in the relationship. I mean, it's 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah. You run into some tough times 10 They're years They're sitting later. on other opposite sides of the couch and staring at each other for long periods of time. Oof. <laughs> Oof. So to cheer her up, Missy decides to take out the dream catcher that they used at their senior prom. And despite her insistence that she put it in her purse that morning, Missy can't find it. So she decides they'll just ask each other the three questions that Susie answered after winning prom queen. So the three questions were this. Are you in love? In which Missy answers, yes. Is he someone we know? Another, yes. And is he here tonight? And there's one more, yes. So they're asking Missy these questions. And Missy ends up spilling the beans that she has been dating Mr. Lee for the past five (gasps) years. Okay, so they waited five years before they dated. Yes. Okay, okay. And now she has some questions for him, and she asks him in the song, or in the songs, 
It's In His Kiss and Wedding Bell Blues. Does he love me? I want to know. How can I tell if he loves me so? If you want to know, if he loves you so, it's in his kiss. Where it is. Funny enough, there's a share musical now, right? Oh, yeah. It's okay. The Share Show. The Share Show. She also, Cher also sings, it's called the Shoop Shoop song, In His Kiss. It's In His Kiss. So this song <laughs> is covered. Okay, so there's another jukebox musical that came out of Cher songs, just FYI. But also Betty Everett uh, originated this song. Is Cher really, like, it, it's kind of, like, beautiful. I guess they are jukebox musicals, but they're about their life. Yeah. More just so. Just like the, the Michael like Jackson musical. Biographical. Yeah, it's like the Michael Jackson musical is going to be biographical, but also will be using his songs. It'll be jukebox musical about, but not like a... It's, uh, it's like Rocket Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. kisses and love won't carry me until you marry me, babe. Sydney Lou doesn't like what she sees because she has to have an opinion after cheating with her best friend's boyfriend. Well, that was 10 years ago. I know, but also pissy. But she, she Yeah, thinks, I mean, I guess she, she tends to be like the leader of the group. Really? Yeah, Sydney Lou kind of steps... She, to me, she felt like the leader of the crew. Yeah. Okay. I'm just... Who played Sydney Lou? Uh, that Holly? was Rachel. Oh, it was Rachel. Rachel. Uh, Susie okay. is kind of the ditzy, cutesy one, mm-hmm. and Missy is kind of the nerdy one. Betty Lou is kind of the, the bitchy one that just argues with Cindy Betty Lou. Betty Jean. Betty Jean. I'm sorry. Yeah. Betty Jean wants to be the leader. She kind of isn't. That's kind of the feel that I got when I saw it. Okay. I see. So, Cindy Lou is like, I don't think that you should be dating him, or you should be so, like, in love with him. And so, she thinks... She doesn't think Missy should be begging... Mr. Lee for marriage or for a proposal and helps her reclaim her confidence in the song You Don't Own Me You don't own her She's not just one of your many toys You don't own her Be nice or she may go with other boys So after the song ends, um, which is one of my audition songs, Sydney Lou discovers that Mr. Lee has had the dream catcher this whole time. <gasps> Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. What are you doing, man? Silly. He's silly, Mr. Lee. And he and she returns it to Missy, who discovers that Mr. Lee has attached an engagement ring to it. <gasps> Aww, oh my god! So she didn't even need audience. to beg for it. Yeah, this poor audience member is like, "What? Wait, hold on. This I'm is my wife. Hold up. I've already got a wife in the audience." Uh. So overjoyed with this proposal, Missy breaks into song again and sings the song with this ring by the Platters. With this ring, I promise I'll always love you. Always love you. Got nothing but this whole heart of mine. So Mr. Lee is brought back up on stage and the girls join Missy in singing as the happy couple, couple celebrates. The couple, the man who's married to his wife who's sitting next to him in the audience. Yeah. Can you imagine getting like a pissy wife? How can you be pissy if you're going to see something like this? Come on. The music is all like upbeat and happy and cute. Maybe somebody like talked them into it and then they went and saw it and they're like, oh, <gasps> they just flirted with my husband the whole time. Well, then you can get over it. <laughs> it's fine. That's part of audience participation. You have to just kind of roll with it. 
I'm, I went to go, I paid you know, to see a honestly, show, not be a part of it. Honestly, the girls are so cute and it's such a small, intimate uh, audience. It, this is not meant for a large house. This is meant for a small house. Yeah. It's meant for something, for a theater with hardly any backstage area. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, they're never backstage anyway. They anyways. never leave. Yeah, it's it's meant for something very small. Though I do think Lauren Pasterick went on during the original run because one of the characters, like, fell down the stairs during intermission or something. That's, she went on at about right, right ap- for Act 2. I mean, there is, you know, you have to go backstage to get to your dressing room. Yeah. And usually in those New York uh, death traps backstage, you can definitely <laughs> fall down the stairs. I don't remember which character it was. I just know Lauren is six feet tall. Uh, she's my voice teacher, and she's six feet tall. And the whoever the actress was was not six feet tall. So suddenly, this character grew into like the inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's fine. The audience understands. So now that the dream catcher has been returned, the girls use it to select the next performer, like they did in Act One, uh, which is Betty Jean. Missy says that it's Betty Jean's birthday. Um, as Betty Jean takes the stage to to relate to what she's been up to since high school. She has been working at the neighborhood hardware store with her husband, the boy who <gasps> used to cheat on Johnny? her with Sidney Lou. So she is still <sighs> with Johnny. Girl. Mm-hmm. It turns out things between her and her husband are just as bumpy now as they used to be. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <sighs> it is interesting that Sidney Lou was like, you don't own her. To Missy. Missy. Yeah. But meanwhile, she cheated on, or was sleeping with Johnny, and it's like, oh, yeah, you you should be with Johnny, not Johnny, Betty Jean, that's fine. Well, in this in this case, like, they're in the 60s, it's the sexual revu- revolution. Cindy Lou is like this wild child kind of, mm. you know, girl out there, and all her friends are getting married and having babies. So she's, okay. So she's like kind of a loner right now. Yeah. Is what she's feeling. So, yeah, she's going to take that out on an audience. Okay. So, lamenting, Betty Jean sings the song, I Only Want to Be With You. Made popular <gasps> by Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, we're getting we're getting uh, into a different era of music. We sure are. Hey, Johnny! I don't know what it is that makes me love you so. I only know I never want to let you go. Um, and when the song concludes, uh, she notices her husband is spending time with Judy Carter. Wait a minute, Judy? Judy, that, remember her? She was at the doctor. Oh, Judy, you Judy, bitch. you bitch. But wait, Johnny's the asshole here. I know. Come on. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But Judy, I mean, I'm surprised she's still even there. <laughs> Why did you come Imagine back? if Judy Carter left at intermission. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, it's not like they ever bring her on stage. That's so it's true. Fine. That's true. You just point to a certain side so of the stage. Somewhere she moves seats. Yeah. <laughs> and so Betty Jean again sings, begins singing after she sees that her husband is flirting with Judy Carter. She sings a song. That's when the tears start, followed by It's My Party. When you're not in view, my It's that's when the tear starts is by the blossoms and it's my party is I've been waiting for this song because like her name is John or his name is Johnny and Johnny's cheating and then comes back. Anyway, that's Leslie Gore and that song 
it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Oh, it's you that know? song. Yeah. That song. It talks about Johnny. And as soon as I saw Johnny's name, I was like, oh, we're going to hear that song. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. I feel like Roger chose the song before he chose the name. He well, absolutely. absolutely. That's what a jukebox musical is. You yeah. choose the songs you love, you base the characters and the plot around it. But guess who comes to her uh, to console her? Is it Cindy Lou? It's Cindy Lou. She's so sweet. She's a peacemaker. I love Cindy After Lou. After she slept with Johnny earlier. Oh no, wait, hold on. I take it back. <laughs> I keep getting Cindy Lou and Susie yeah, mixed you, yeah, up. Why clearly. do I do that? Okay. Cindy Lou is like the, holds leadership. Susie's the one who is, is the Bradley. cutesy little one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Cindy Lou comes to comfort her. So Cindy Lou comes Aww. to comfort her. But Betty Jean is still angry with her about what took place in high school. 10 years ago. Yeah. That's a 10 year grudge. Well, I would, I would keep that grudge. Yeah. It is Cindy Lou's turn to perform and she apologizes to Betty Jean as best she can before talking about her lack of luck in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Which resulted in her moving back to Springfield and falling in love with Billy Ray Patton. Billy Ray! Not Cyrus, but Patton. Okay. Who is the rebel from 10 years ago (gasps) who led the Marvelous Wonderettes to perform it. To perform. He was the uh, the guy who was smoking. He was the glee club kid that was smoking. Yeah, she's like, oh. Well, she likes herself a rebel, okay. And she sings a song, Son of a Preacher Man Oof. and Leader of the Pack, followed by Maybe. Billy Ray was a preacher's son, and when his daddy would visit, he'd come along. The only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. Tell me you know all these songs, right? I know Son of a Preacher Man for sure. You don't know Leader of the Pack? Leader of the Pack I probably have heard and don't like would not recognize it by the name of the song and same with Maybe. Oh, it's so sad. The Leader of the Pack. There's like a motorcycle sound in it. The Leader of the Pack. Vroom, vroom. Oh yeah, I've heard that song. Yeah, you've heard that. We see. That's when I fell for the Leader of the Pack. That's a sad song too. <laughs> he dies. Anyway, oh, shit. He Spoiler? dies in the song. Well, I mean, he gets into a motorcycle accident in the song. Oh, yikes. Oh. I don't know if they get that far. I don't remember. I don't think there's a, a If they get that far. <laughs> okay. Maybe if I pray every night, you'll come back to me. So after this song, Betty Jean opens her arms to Sydney Lou again, and the two have reconciled. So they're friends again after a 10-year grudge. I mean, sometimes you just need to say I'm sorry. So now it's Susie's turn to take the stage, and she is self-conscious of her pregnant body. Girl, you're fine. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. And she's still an emotional wreck about her personal life. I mean, hormones of being pregnant, also if things are going shitty... So she sings a song, Maybe I Know. Also by Leslie Gore. I bet they all think I'll never find out. Oh, baby, I know that you've been a cheating. Maybe I know that you've been untrue. But Missy tries to cheer her up by singing Needle in a Haystack. Don't you ever let him catch you looking starry Needle in a 
Susie is slowly regaining her confidence uh, thanks to Missy cheering her up and she begins to sing the song Rescue Me. Rescue me Oh, take me in your arms Rescue me I want your tender charms Cause I'm lonely And I'm blue I need you and your love too Come on and rescue me But she's still pretty sad but she doesn't, so she doesn't find much strength to continue until her friends step up and support her in singing Respect. Yes, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. R E S P C T. All I'm asking is for a little respect when you come Just home. Just a little bit. Yeah, baby. Just a little when bit. You come home. Just a little bit. Mister. Just a little bit. So at the end of Respect, Richie blinks the lights to let Susie know that he still loves her. Aww. Aww. That's cute. So in the end, all is well. Cindy Lou and Betty Jean are friends. Missy and Mr. Lee are getting married. And Susie has uh, reconnected and reconciled with her husband. Aww. And they lit, they lit another spotlight. I wanted to say like they lit the fire, but... That's against stage we protocols. Didn't start the fire. They don't sing that in this song. They don't. Or in this no. musical. In this musical, no. So the girls end the show with singing Thank You and Good Night. Please say you'll be mine. By the angels. And as they exit, they announce, see you in 1978. And that's where the next show picks up. And that's where this show ends. That's right. And that's The Marvelous Wonderettes. I have goosebumps. I know. Isn't it cute? It is very cute. Like, I have, like, face goosebumps. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a very, it's a simplistic plot it's got great music. If you like 50s and 60s music, I love 50s and 60s. So I was like living my best life watching this show. Um, I just love it. And the characters are super cute. They have, they're real give me, characters. Give me cute characters and I'm here for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, if the characters are cute and lovable, then I am happy. I mean, they're not all lovable at first, but yeah. Cindy Lou is a pill. She's a little pill. and But you know, Betty Jean comes off as like the real bitch of the show but she's been done wrong i know i'm like i i know I'm she's like, i i i would see myself as betty jean but she could be a downer she can be yeah because her boyfriend is cheating on her like a dick with yeah. her best friend yeah I, I i get it true cindy lou is yeah she's a yeah. lot she's a lot she's a little pill and the fact that she married johnny though i'm like girl 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 don't marry the man that cheats on you Little Moira, yeah. little Moira Bebe. advice. Bebe. I haven't watched that either. Put on your wig and don't marry Johnny. Is that what she says? Yes. <laughs> you you need to watch Shit's Creek. Oh my God. Add it to the list. <sighs> Add it to the list. No, you need to do it now. Anyway. I think that's on the list. Okay, I'll, I'll, let's sign this off so I can watch it. <laughs> okay. So with that, we want to thank our patrons. Which include Noah, Allison, Sydney, Brandon, Victoria, Mama Lang, Mama Hardy, and Mama Keen. By the way, patrons, we'll see you every last Friday of the month for our patron call. If you would like to talk to us on a Zoom link, you too can do that if you'd like to join our Patreon. Yes. Thank you, Noah, for joining us thank for you, the Noah. January one. Um, we kind of slacked in December, but we're back to our normal bullshit. 
for having a Zoom call, a Zoom happy half hour Yeah. on the last Friday of every month. And we are opening that up now. We are changing our patron tiers so that you can join that call at the $10 level. Yeah. But all... All exclusive content is available to you at the $5 level. So you can find that at patreon.com slash winesanddolls. Or just visit our website. Winesanddolls.com. Listener stories will be coming out the first Monday of March. And so if you have listener stories, please send them as soon as you can to um, our form on winesanddolls.com. Just press submit. Or you can email us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts, feedback, suggestions, anyone you think that should come on the show to wine with us, please email us at winesanddolls.gmail.com. We would love to connect. You can find us on social media at Wines and Dolls, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. We would really appreciate the follow. We are doing a, um, for Black History Month, we are posting different uh, performers. Yeah. Every, like well, every other fun week. facts, actually. Yeah. Fun I've facts? Got, yeah. I've got Black History Fun Facts. Uh, of Broadway uh, twice a week that are coming out in February. So Tuesdays and Fridays, I'll be posting those. I'm really excited for that. That's Chelsea's domain. I don't run our social media at all. And it's so funny. <laughs> Emily like has the social media management background and mm-hmm. she's like here's how you do it just go <laughs> this do is it how you do it i was i'm i do it for everyone else so i'm like i can't i, know, I I'm, can't i'm doing it for like myself and then two other products right now so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's i'm learning thank you emily it takes it takes a lot if you think social media management is easy <laughs> it's not it's really not i mean so i apologize for slacking y'all but i'm really excited to get this started um i'm going to be posting broadway facts throughout the year and i think twice to twice a week is what my goal is and right now we're starting with Black History Month and I'm really excited. I'm finding some very interesting research. So follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Inst- uh, Twitter. And the TikTok. And the, well, I'm not posting on TikTok. But well, yes, you, can, you can find us on the TikTok. I'm terrible at we're TikTok. We're there on there. We're somewhere on there. Yeah. Chelsea, you can see Chelsea's boobs shimmying. Well, you can see me shimmying to the milkshake song. That's like the one thing we have <laughs> on there, yeah. And there's a part where you're very confused about singing Wizard, Wizard and I. Oh, that. In the tenor key. I was probably drunk. You anyway. were. And with that, I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. And this has been Wines, Wines and Dolls. Having a wine hole for me. Yeah.